Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 613 in Wisconsin's Morning News. We were talking earlier this morning about the Summerfest numbers. You just heard that in the newscast. Very healthy numbers in terms of attendance for Summerfest. More than 625,000 fans over the nine-day run of the festival. Not pre-pandemic levels, but again, remember, Summerfest used to be 11 days. And under the since Don Smiley took over as CEO, he's focused and Summerfest was focused on quality of experience, not jamming as many people as possible right, in yeah. the grounds. Getting day. a million people there, that's not the goal. That was a Bo Black thing, and everybody remembers Bo Black, and that was her thing. Like We used to get attendance numbers from Summerfest three times a day. Yeah, This many just through the gates midday, this many in the early evening, this many at the end, and, yep. and th- that was just not Smiley's look way. Look at the midway. Right. And so when you look at how many people that is on average, between sixty and 70,000 people on average per day, those are healthy numbers. Everybody I know that was at Summerfest said it was quote-unquote, crowded, but not uncomfortable. Right. So you want to find that happy medium of where lines are robust, but not so long that people just take a pass. Yeah. And I think Summerfest is at that point. But we were talking about how also because of the success of the festival, particularly this time around, it should probably end the conversation about whether or not they're going to continue with the three weekends format. Because they tried it once, tried it again, Seems to be successful. They're going to stick with it. That's the plan for next year. So, so let's we're good, put that, right? Yeah. right? Don't have to talk about that anymore. Put that to rest. No longer an open question. But somebody texted in asking about State Fair. Would State Fair do something like that? No. I think there's no chance Absolutely of that. Absolutely not. Because they're very different festivals. Think of what State Fair is. You're bringing in live, literally livestock from all over the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't have people come in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, take the cows home, and then come back for the next weekend. Well, a lot of them have county fairs. Yes. They're doing the county fair the next weekend or the weekend prior. You have vendors from all over the yep, country who yep. come in, the slicers and dicers. The carnies. Right? You got the midway and all of those the things. Carnies. You can't mess their schedules up. So don't want to speak for State Fair, but that's the reason that you hadn't heard anything like that out of that. It's just a completely yeah, different happen. festival. Seven. 15 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sports is up next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Don't mess with the carnies. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Stars were out in Seattle for Major League Baseball's 93rd All-Star Game on Tuesday night. The National League looking for their first win in nine seasons. The last time they won, I'll give you a perspective here, Barack Obama was president LeBron James was playing basketball in Miami, and the NFL had replacement referees. And, of course, with one swing of the bat from Elias Diaz, the NL finally figured it out. The 2-2. Swing and a high fly ball. Left field. That one back. That one way back there. Gone! Elias Diaz, a home run. And the National League has taken a 3-2 lead as he blasts that one out to left. The call on MLB Network Radio as Diaz would knock in the go-ahead two-run home run in the top of the eighth inning, and the National League would hold on for the 3-2 victory, their first win since 2012. Neither Brewers pitchers Corbin Burns or Devin Williams made an appearance. From the Diamond to the NBA, where the undefeated Summer Bucks are no more. This after an ugly loss to the Brooklyn Nets on Tuesday night by a final of 92-71. to Next up for the Bucks, the Miami Heat on Thursday night. And finally, over to tennis, Ukrainian star Elena Svitolina delivered one of the biggest surprises at Wimbledon this year after she upset a number one seed Igna Swiatek on Tuesday. Svitolina, who is heading to the semifinals, is from Ukraine, and after her big win, 
talked about the support back in her homeland. It was many videos also on the internet where the kids uh, are watching on their phones. Uh, and, uh, you know, this really uh, makes my heart melt uh, seeing this and, you know, just happy I could bring little happiness to to people of Ukraine. Next up for the Ukrainian tennis star, the semifinals, which will begin on Thursday. Coming up, it's not just what they did, it's what they said. And if they are not our friends, then they are our enemies. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. And he's coming for you. We were right that it passed, Eric. We were wrong on the final tally. 12 eyes, 3 no's, the matter passes. 12 eyes, 3 no's. Milwaukee Common Council did indeed pass that 2% sales tax for the city. Uh, This morning, though, how do we move this forward? More tax debate and likely increases on the way. The Milwaukee County Board is up next. And they are expected to, what we say, in the next couple of weeks, right? Uh, at the end of the week, or I'm sorry, end of the month, July 27th, I think that's it's the, the next full the first county time board could, meeting. Yeah, potentially look at it. So that's when the county board, we expect, would consider raising the county sales tax. That's already at 0.5%. Could go up another 0.4% for a total of 0.9%. Also, you know, a couple of people pointed out on the old National Bank Talk and Text line yesterday, there's also the Wisconsin Center District tax. Ah. That is on food and beverage sales within the county. Yep. In addition to, they've got a hotel tax and a car rental tax and other that. So, yep, Milwaukee County has got a pretty hefty sales tax now it, with that 2% increase at the city and then possibly could be uh, countywide an additional 0.4%. More on that debate in a moment, though. First, I want to focus this morning on the passage in the city. You already know that that happened. A vote came down. We thought it'd be 10 to 5. Minimum number of council members that would have been needed to vote yes in order to reach that two-thirds mm-hmm. threshold. Mm-hmm. As it turned out, it was only three alder women, uh, two alder women, Malele Coggs and Andrea Pratt, and then Alderman Mark Chambers, who were no votes. That vote came after a lengthy recess in the proceedings. You and I were both in the newsroom when this was going on, and we're listening to the feed, and we had, you know, uh, Jack was out there covering it, and he's like, no, nah, they're in recess. Still, still, and he kept texting, they're still, still in, recess. in recess. Jack, what's happening? Still in recess. I wonder if what happened there was like what we talked about you had some people getting together who gets to vote no because we all know this needs to pass so you know it was considered the city's last best option to avoid falling over this looming fiscal cliff so those council members got safe passage to say well i didn't vote for it but also had the knowledge that they were not going to have to live with the calamitous implications of a no vote had the council not approved Mm -hmm, that increase mm -hmm. So don't know that that's exactly what was going on in that recess. That's what I suspect was at play there. On that, though, let's talk about some of the rhetoric in the debate. As we also predicted, members got up one by one and slammed the deal. This is what happens whenever there's any type of law or ordinance, whatever it be, this is what happens. This was the deal brokered by their mayor and the governor with state legislators in Madison. There are provisions in Act 12 the city doesn't like. But it was a belligerent tone at City Hall. Stop accepting peanuts from the state. Don't let the state put us in a chokehold. Yeah, Alderwoman Malele Coggs using chokehold as the imagery to make her point. She wasn't done. I wish we had a clean bill that financially helped this city without overreaching, micromanaging, and being racist. Alderman Russell Stamper, despite the mayor and county executive praising not necessarily the provisions in the deal, neither of them like some of the strings attached, but they did talk glowingly about the fact that they were able to negotiate in Madison with legislative leaders, that there was a back and forth, and they thought that was healthy. Nah, nothing good here from Alderman Stamper. It's clear that they are not our friends. And if they are not our friends, 
and they are our enemies. So moving forward, as we said, that was going on at City Hall. County Courthouse had public testimony in the county's portion of Act 12 and whether or not they'll raise that that tax uh, in the county. So next step, we alluded to this in the newscast. Some litigation is possible. Here's Alderman Bob Bauman of downtown. You haven't heard the last of this because there are all these strings attached that the city didn't like. They had to put police officers back in Milwaukee Public Schools. They can't spend money on DEI. They can't spend money on this, that, and the Mm -hmm. other thing. And they're already talking about suing to overturn some of that. We're going to review the legality of some of these provisions. And if there's questions as to their legality, we are going to pursue litigation. So that's pretty clear. So we used this tool that was negotiated in good faith to go ahead and do what we we didn't want to do, but we felt we had to in order to save the city from falling over the fiscal cliff. And now we're going to go back through the courts and try to litigate all of that other stuff out that we don't like. You know what else is going to happen? I They are going to put a target on Cavalier Johnson. There is a lot of members of that common council that do not like the mayor and are not happy with this deal and blame him for allowing this deal to become what it has become. Next election cycle, beware. And the other thing that happens later this summer is what? State Supreme Court, where all that litigation will likely end up, flips from a 4-3 conservative majority to a 4-3 liberal majority, where challenges to this and pretty much anything else Milwaukee and Madison don't like will get. It's not hard to predict a very favorable audience. And if they are not our friends, then they are our enemies. Coming up quick, the WTMJ Classic is back. Now, this is not an event that is widely open to the public. We share a really great opportunity for many of our partners to join us in a special day of golf. We raise some money for charity. Uh, But we do offer a chance for you to win a foursome and play in the WTMJ Classic. That's coming up in Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Every day this week, they're picking a qualifier. And on Friday, they're going to choose a winner. WTMJ Classic benefits Best Buddies Wisconsin this year. Thanks to all of our great partners who are a part of this. Club at Lock LaBelle, Three Tree Marketing, Sit Means Sit Dog Training, Johnson & Sons Paving, Fifth Third Bank, Evans Transportation, Dave Dre Camp Heating and Cooling, Griffin Automotive Group, Gruber Law Offices, Welkies, Milwaukee's Florist, Lazy Poor, and CBRE Wisconsin. Classic coming up in just a couple of weeks. 744, Brandon Snide has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After nine straight losses, Elias Diaz would knock in the go-ahead two-run home run in the eighth inning, and the National League would finally hold on for the 3-2 victory on Tuesday night at the league's 93rd All-Star Game. Two down. Here's a 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Kimbrell closes it out, and the National League wins it. Elias Diaz with the home run to give the NL the lead, and the National League coming into Seattle and winning the All-Star game for the first time since 2012. The call on MLB Network Radio as Craig Krimble recorded the save for the National League victory. Of course, as you just heard there, the first one, since 2012, neither Brewers pitchers Corbin Burns or Devin Williams made an appearance in the game. Over to the NBA, where the Board of Governors approved two rule changes that will go into effect next season. A second coach's challenge, if the first one is successful, and an in-game flopping penalty. 
This following its annual meeting during the NBA 2K24 Summer League on Tuesday. And let's stay in the league here. The Milwaukee Bucks didn't have a good showing last night as they lost their first Summer League game on Tuesday night. This one by the hands of the Brooklyn Nets by a final score of 92-71. to The Bucks are right back at it on Thursday night to take on those lovely Miami Heat. Brewers 360 off today as the All-Star break continues. It is sponsored by Holiday Automotive. Idea Man. Bob Kraft, who owns the New England Patriots, had an entourage. Innovator. Their security was basically saying, we own the Escalade. And I'm thinking to myself, why do you own the Escalade? And Packers Hall of Famer. We got bulldogged by Bob Kraft security, and I kept wondering, <laughs> because Bob Kraft wants to get a pretzel down at the local <laughs> right? store, doesn't mean I should have to get the hell out of the way. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Indeed, Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. Tausch joins us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning. Did you watch the All-Star Game, Tausch? Uh, I did watch a little bit of it, yeah. So more of this in-game, guys mic'd up, expected to like talk to... The, the play-by-play guys while they're pitching, while they're on the base pass. I thought that was fascinating, hearing that pitcher on mic while he was actually on the mound at the same time. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think you're seeing this more and more now, and I'm super excited. I don't know if you've seen the Netflix documentary on quarterbacks that's coming out with uh, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, and Marcus Mariota. Fans want access, and they want to see more and more stuff, and – I think people are more and more willing to let you inside the curtain even more than they've been in the past. So I think there's a fine line. Uh, If you're out there playing and you have the mic on you like football does, you're not getting questioned. <laughs> hey, uh, Jordan Love, what are you th- what are you seeing here as this blitz is coming and he's you know <laughs> diagnosing it before the ball gets snapped? We're never going to get to that point. At least I hope not. But in exhibition games, and you did see that in the Pro Bowl and some other stuff. I think it is fascinating to get an inside peek at how guys are thinking and. Not only that, I think the mic'd up part is really interesting. The stuff that's even more interesting to me is that there's that, uh, I think it's called a whoop, the device with golfers have it that they can actually see where their heart rate's at, and you can kind of get an idea of how somebody's feeling nerve-wise when they have a 10-footer to win, and you monitor that data. That, I think, is going to be even more interesting than what we saw last night on the All-Star game where you're interviewing first baseman, pitchers, whatever it might be, while the game is actually going on. Did you know who was mic'd up, Tausch, in-game? Did a guy give you the good guy heads up? Like, hey, just hey, so you know. Hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> don't be an idiot. Uh, so there would be times, especially <laughs> during training camp, that you would, before, we'd have actually usually ask because sometimes – uh, you know, guys would be outside of their person. Yeah, guys would be outside their personality. Like Mike Flanagan was a real talkative guy, but he'd give us a heads up, like, "Hey, kind of point to it." Like, you know, you could probably tell us that you're on the mic because they're going to edit it. But there'd be times that, like Aaron Campman, who was a quieter guy, all of a sudden he's being a lot chirpier and talking more, <laughs> and we would just know. 
Uh, all right, Camp, he's, uh, he's mic'd up tonight, <laughs> yeah. so you know, be careful with what's going on. So, yes, uh, I always thought that was fun. Yeah, hey, the, how the but, kids. But, yeah, all of a sudden it turns into the life of the party and everything else, and, and you can kind of sense that, yeah, somebody's mic'd up today for practice or for a game. You know, and a lot of those, like in the NFL, as you pointed out, Tausch, they're for later consumption, right? So they, they gather all this sound, and then it's presented in a good way. I mean, king of that for me and I still love, sometimes I'll even go down the YouTube rabbit hole with Farvey and the stuff he said, the interactions he had with Holmgren and the other coaches on the sidelines. Yeah. The Mr. Hey, how about Mr. Miyagi talking to me? Mm-hmm. Huh? Wax on, wax off. Look at him. Yeah, I, I always, I think as players, you want to be as, you know, confidential. You want to keep everything pretty close to the vest. But it's just like when you're sitting out and your wife is like, hey, let's take 500 pictures, and you're, you're kind of annoyed. But then <laughs> later on, you get to see it, and then you get to relive it. And, and with Favre, it was always, I think, you always just assumed he was mic'd up. Uh, he didn't typically change a ton. But seeing all of that archival video, you know, video and audio, you know, when he threw the touchdown to Greg Jennings to break, I guess, that Dan Marino's record at the time, but, yeah, the Mr. Miyagi one is the one that, you know, left-handed footballs with the guy that was you know, the, the ball boy before. All of those things, I think, were, were really fun, and it helped grow football. I think that's the part you get – you kind of get a good inside look at a lot of the star players, and that's why I think Netflix is doing this. You see Hard Knocks doing it. Uh, people do want to see more of it. I think Favre was kind of the – he was one of the first trailblazers in letting that thing really go from being a star player and letting everybody inside how his mind works when it came to interacting with you know celebrities and or ball boys, whatever it might be. Only drawback for me in the in-game stuff, Tausch, is I have a tendency to feel like uncomfortable sometimes for the guys who are trying. It's to, almost cringy, right? It's like, hey, leave him, leave him be. He's got a pitch. He's got to do what. He's got a bat. Yeah, you you also see that with uh, the NBA coaches that you know Popovich always being super annoying with uh, the interviewers, and I, I think you have to like Mike Tomlin always says about his football team, we want volunteers, not hostages. I think you really have <laughs> to figure standard. out who the right people are for those jobs or for to do it, so that it's going to be done well, rather than just forcing someone to do it. Because yes, if you're forcing someone to sit and, and do things in game it's going to end up being cringy and nobody's going to get what they're hoping for out of the out of the project trivia tomorrow Tausch, fire up yeah i need a win man i have struggled i think billstead's been jumping the gun lately i think brandon stumped us all last week so i'll i'll be prepping do we ever get like a a little precursor to what it might be so we can research Ooh, we got like snide a, no, like no research no, there will be no hints. There will no, be nothing. All right, good. That's no, fair. Brandon was actually, as long as we're all on the same page. He was PO'd <laughs> with me last week because I, 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 I think I got Why? one. Because he didn't think we didn't, we'd get that. It was the Utah yeah. being a dry. Oh, and you got it quick. Too. You did get it pretty yeah, quick. I don't, think it, I don't think we gave a hint last week either. No. We got it. Yeah, that's, that's, just that good. that's Bill Stead's game plan. He just goes, he shoots, and that's then when he, he wins. Every once in a while, you hit the board, right? Taos taught me you got to yep. shoot. You got to shoot early and shoot often.